0: The antidote. The antidote the antidote. The antidote. The antidote. The antidote. Sure
1: listening to The Antidote with Dave Pockett.
0: from Andy Hunter. I'm Dave Hawkins, your host, and this is The Antidote. I really like a wide range of musical styles, and that's why on The Antidote we sort of bounce around all over the music scene, I guess like a bouncing ball. One of the genres I've always really enjoyed has been electronic music. And one of the originators in electronic music and likely the most influential is the UK's Andy Hunter. Andy joins us tonight and he shares with us about both his music and his motivation to produce such awesome music. All you listeners who are into movies are likely going to recognize a number of the songs we'll be playing tonight, as many of these songs have been included in a bunch of really well-known movies. Andy and I had a great chat and he has a ton of great music, so tonight will be the first of a two-part series on the music of Andy Hunter. Listen in and enjoy electronic music had its origins back in the 1940s but it really came to the forefront with the introduction of the moog synths back in the 1970s but the 90s opened up a whole new sound with the advent of electronic dance music and the antidote is here with a veteran of that sound andy hunter from the uk andy thanks for coming on board
1: hi no problem it's a pleasure
0: calling you a veteran andy am i making you sound old
1: Uh, You are, but uh, yeah, I've just turned a veteran, I think. I do a lot of running, and now I've just turned 40, so whenever I go into a race now, I shall be known as a veteran.
0: Well, talk about your running. What's that all about?
1: Uh, Well, I got into running five years ago, just to try and lose some weight from basically working in the studio all hours and eating awful food, you know. (laughs) When you're not young anymore, it soon begins to spread, so I, I just began running from the studio and all I could manage really was like fifteen minutes, and now I'm I'm running marathons. I've just finished my fourth marathon. So,
0: Wow, good for you.
1: Yeah, I really got the bug.
0: Okay, for the the marathoners out there, which marathon and what was your time?
1: Okay, I, I just finished London Marathon, and I was dressed as now we call him Wally, as in Where's Wally? But I think you call him Waldo.
0: Yeah, Where's Waldo? They call it here.
1: Yeah, so I was raising money for a charity called Compassion. For one of their projects, which was called Water for Life, which was basically raising money for water filters. Um, so but I actually got my best time at 352, so um, yeah, I was pleased with that.
0: But now this keeps you in shape for all your music, then
1: yeah, I certainly, I, yeah, my music, my life, my family, yeah, it just keeps me in a good place, you know.
0: talking about your music, at the start of the interview, I described your music as being EDM, but is that yeah. too confining for you?
1: I think a little, although, I mean, when, when I first started out sort of in the very early 90s, um, it was either house music, trans music, or um, back in there, it was jungle music or drum and bass, which I I found that very confining even in in the 90s, and I've always been fairly eclectic in my music tastes, generally, across the board, but also within uh, electronic music. I like all sorts. Um, So I found that labelling quite restrictive. So I always said I just produced and composed electronic music, and that's what I liked, because that gave me more freedom to kind of play what I wanted and write and produce what I wanted to write. So I guess EDM kind of sums that up as well, because you know obviously it stands for electronic dance music so so that kind of cover a big window you know <laughs>
2: Together to world to tie a powerful presence Heaven and earth collide A beautiful alliance Together to you to tie a powerful presence a powerful friend.
0: your debut album, Exodus, that released back in 2002, I mean, that was a huge success. But were you surprised at the response?
1: Uh, I was a a little surprised. I think I'd been working through the 90s um, in an outfit called Hydro, we did a few records, and then another outfit, drum and bass outfit called Trip, we did one record. And So this was kind of my first solo project and um i'd been working on stuff for quite some time and the actual album took um it was probably a couple of years i got signed to emi in north america in in 2000 because uh electronic dance music was beginning really to become commercial there so a lot of labels were signing up djs and and i was um fortunate enough to be one of those so we started work on that but it, it wasn't released till 2002 so it was a long process and i think with anything that takes that long and is a journey of pain as well because it was frustrating <laughs> at times you know there's a lot of depth that goes into the music and a lot of soul so in that sense i think it's a, a really good record that it carries a, a lot of depth to it and i guess the big success for it was more the licensing with films and you know things like the matrix and the italian job back then in in the early sort of noughties. And that was the real success that then opened up doors to sort of playing bigger clubs and bigger venues and people, I guess, hearing about my name and about the music. So like everything, I I guess all the stars aligned when it was released. It was the right timing for that kind of genre, that kind of sound. Uh, And people jumped on it, which was brilliant.
0: you mentioned about those films of course you even now scored a movie called Expelled but were those film affiliations something that you were searching for
1: no not at all at the time you know I just loved my DJing I loved being out meeting people uh, playing shows really that's that's what I loved and I've always found studio work and composing music uh, hard work I have a lot of creativity that I want to express but um i i find studio work quite hard work getting that music out um but where i really come alive if you like is is when i'm in front of people playing and so the whole movie thing never really was something that i was aiming towards um it just happened uh, i think the first film that took one of my tracks was a uh, called ballistic i think with um, antonio bandera which was mm-hmm. a bit of a flop but um I remember the email coming through with a request, and it and that was kind of an eye opener then. Uh, and then obviously other films then, and video games just followed suit. So it certainly wasn't something I was aiming for, but it was certainly a nice blessing in the sense of, I guess, finance as well. You know that those certainly kept me going in terms of all the gigs and future albums as well. So that that was all that was all good.
0: And of course, it would certainly broaden your fan base then too.
1: Yeah, definitely. And certainly, I think more than the films, I think getting your music into video games is because, you know, young people just play those video games over and over and they hear your music over and over. And then so many times I've had fans saying, oh, I heard your music first on, um, you know, Need for Speed or (laughs) Burnout or SSX Tricky or whatever it was. I think a lot of people get turned on to my music through that platform, whereas the film stuff is kind of over in it, 30 seconds and you know, while you're watching a film you're kind of oh that's cool music but it's soon forgotten if you see what I mean because you're into the story whereas video games, people are a, a bit more savvy there.
0: That must be a little bit surreal if you were actually yourself playing one of these video games with your music in it
1: Yeah, it's a bit weird, I remember um, it was on a, a snowboarding game um, one of the old ones, SSX3 or something. And uh, it was quite funny because they said, oh, can you do like a, a shout out? Can you phone this number? Uh, and there was like a answer phone machine. And they said, oh, can you leave a response on there? Uh, and then we'll put it in the game because it was like a radio. So I was playing the game because I was a bit of a gamer. And um, you've got all these cool like North Americans from bands like coming on going oh man that's off the hook and are you doing awesome and all this like sounding really cool and then I came on the the typical British like hello it's me Andy Hunter you're doing an amazing job well done you come on beep beep you know little (laughs) kind of typically British and just sounding like a geek Uh, and that was pretty embarrassing so all my mates laugh about that
0: You're not telling me that you're state and conservative, are you?
1: Oh, yeah. No, no. But I guess it's the accent, you know, after all these cool bands who have all these cool phrases and just sound cool. Well, certainly to us Brits, you know, you know, I come on, I'm like, hello. (laughs) (laughs) Would you like a cup of tea? So Yeah, it was just kind of embarrassing, really and you know for me to put on a voice would just sound wrong as well so you just have to be yourself and and that's what i was but it was kind of funny and my telephone voice is always quite unusual as well it's always a bit on the down so i have to remember to kind of be a bit more energetic
0: (laughs) the guy i saw running two red lights tonight is living the title of this song here's go from andy hunter get into your music, Andy, you sit in a really unusual position, because you're creating electronic music with a strong Christian message. You know, the message is obvious on the songs that include vocals, but how does that carry through on instrumental numbers?
1: Well, for me, it's like like scoring a film. You know, you'll have a a scene in a a film that you have to interpret into the sounds and the mood of the music that you choose uh, to kind of serve the vision in front of you of that scene and, and how it develops, how the, the piece of music develops to, to what's developed on screen. So I th- I think a lot of my music is inspired by what I read in the Bible or what I feel that, that God is telling me. So um, I really take the same sort of procedure and outlook that I, I take that feeling of that verse and interpret it in the, in the sounds that I'm choosing to create and the feel of the music how the music develops to really communicate the message of that verse without using lyrics it is almost <laughs> uh interpreting it with creating an atmosphere which certainly electronic music does very well and, and not always just the high energy stuff but it, it's music that you can put on in your house there and, uh, and creates atmosphere so um i really kind of have that head on when i when i'm creating music is Yes, I use lyrics sometimes, but um, music is so much bigger than just lyrics. You can create atmospheres and moods and and feelings with, with just the sounds that you're choosing.
0: And especially so with electronic music.
1: Uh, yeah, uh, as well. And because it's not, in a sense, you're not restricted to the typical song structure of a verse, chorus, verse, chorus, middle eight, chorus, chorus, end. Um, you can, as some of my pieces are that they can be nine, ten minutes long I guess like orchestral music you, that you can take people on a journey even in that one track that ebbs and flows and has different dynamics Hi, this is Andy Hunter all the way from the UK and you're listening to The Antidote with Dave Hawkins
0: I'd like to hear your thoughts on this. What about the church? Is it culturally relative in the arts?
1: Uh, I think it's moving in that way. I think there's a lot of creative people within the church, a lot of artists within the church. I think the trouble is that, just like the world, in a sense, we we get stuck in a rut and traditions of how to do things, and because really that's a lot less effort. So we have the same bands playing every Sunday and the speaker comes on, and then it finishes. And it's easier just to keep that rolling than kind of pushing the envelope and say, okay, who, who have we got? Who's a painter? Who's a DJ here? Who's a um, someone who does theatre or an actor or people who do sculptures? Uh, right, let's get them involved on the Sunday morning. That's a lot more messy, and I think people like neat. So I think there's a lot of artists within the church, but they end up doing their art sort of, outside of church life because that's where they have room to do that which I think is really sad I I think church should be a place where the gifts that I feel that God has given us as Christians and as human beings should be able to be expressed when we get together you know because different Mm -hmm. people uh, can connect to different art forms so I normally find generally speaking uh, obviously I'm generalizing that church sometimes is very one-dimensional, and we get steeped in tradition where really we should be expressing the colourful nature of God, which is many, many different arts, and uh, that would be a very vibrant church if that was happening.
0: Well, we're almost drawing to a close, but I really appreciate both Andy Hunter's music, and I also appreciate him offering up his honest opinions during our interview. Now, next week, we're going to head on to round two of the music in conversation from this really exceptional artist. You've been listening to The Antidote, where we explore the art of music from musicians who share a Christian worldview. And as always, The Antidote airs on Trent Radio, CFFF Peterborough, 92.7 FM. Now, we do have one last song coming up from Andy Hunter with Wonderful. Then at 10 o'clock... DJ Kai comes on, and we're going to sort of do a musical segue right into his sweet mix of independent electronic music. So we'll see you next Wednesday at 9.